Do you remember those paper things we used to have in our cars called maps? Uh, you don't really see them much anymore, but we used to have them. They told you where things were. Now, if you had a map like mine, an atlas, uh, like Rand McNally or something like that, often you would open up the front of it and you would have uh, the whole United States in a single image, and maybe it would show you, maybe it would show you uh, uh, the interstates and everything. But it, it would be such a big area that um, it could be a bit overwhelming. And if you were using only that map to try to find your way to a specific house, you might have a hard time figuring out how to get there. Uh, but then you would go further in, and you would find. Uh, maps that didn't show you the whole thing in one map, but would show you part of the whole thing and give you some very clear detail work to get to where you needed to go. J.I. Packer uses that kind of imagery to talk about the Bible and the creeds. The Bible, of course, is inspired Word of God. It is the inspired Word of God. It is our absolute authority in the Christian faith. But it's about a million words. And so if uh, as a, a new Christian you just pick up the Bible, what do you believe? Well, I believe what the Bible has to say. Well, that's a lot. And how do you find your way around nuancing and understanding what it is that it says, what things in the Word of God, all of it's inspired, but what things in it are of special emphasis? What things direct you and, and help you to understand the other parts? If you're just handed a Bible on day one, it could be hard to find your way to an answer to certain questions. And that's where the creeds come in. The creeds, which are not inspired, and the confessions, which are not inspired, are an attempt at giving us those, those maps that are detailed. They, they show you the streets. Uh, the street level uh, approach. Um, they're not seeking to say something the Bible doesn't say. They're seeking to help us understand that big picture map in a way that helps us get to the location. And so, again, J.I. Packer's the one that points out the Bible's about a million words. The Apostles' Creed is only a hundred. It's a helpful little roadmap to get us uh, to our destination. Now, it doesn't say everything you would ever need to know, but once you get down the doctrines, essential doctrines of the creeds, then you can start working towards the uh, understanding of other important doctrines with the confessions. And it's as you're doing this work and you're, you're getting the basic thing down first, that you start getting the big picture. Uh, the Bible is big. Uh, a roadmap of the entire U.S. is big. Uh, but once you start understanding the detailed work, it makes it easier to understand. You can think, oh, that's where I've been on the big map. Uh, this is what I'm looking at on the big map. And I think J.F. Packer's quite right there. The Apostles' Creed is a great place to start to get to the heart of what it is the Bible teaches. It does it very quickly and succinctly. I, I think 
in this short series on the Apostles' Creed. I'm not going to read the whole Apostles' Creed every time, but I think it would be good if I do this time as we think about the Apostles' Creed. So here's the detail uh, map, uh, so to speak, that will help us understand the big map. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In this series, I hope to look at each of these sections uh, a little bit individually. Today, I want us to simply note that this is a Trinitarian, Trinitarian confession. In other words, what uh, this detail map is trying to show us is that at the very heart of understanding the Bible is understanding God, the Holy Trinity, three in one. Now, we can't fully comprehend that. We're creatures, but the Bible presents us with one God in three persons. And the Creed wants us to see that. The Creed presents us with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, this is uh, somewhat how uh, the Catechism of, of, I believe it's the Church of England, uh, the prayer book Catechism puts it. I've tweaked it a little bit, I think, to uh, fit my understanding of the Bible uh, a little bit at one point. Uh, but in that catechism, it asks, in essence, what does the creed teach us? And uh, its response is this. It teaches me that God the Father made me and all things. That God the Son redeemed me and purchased salvation for all who believe. And that God the Holy Spirit sanctifies me and all whom Christ has saved. So God the Father, especially we think of in terms of his creative, almighty work of creation and uh, sustaining all things by the word of his power uh, throughout the universe. Then we think about God the Son who came in the flesh to bring about the redemption, the salvation of all who believe. And third, the God, the work, the work of God, the Holy Spirit, as he makes holy those who have been saved, as he works in the life of the believer until that day when we see the, Father, uh, the Son face to face and uh, enter into the joy of the Father for all eternity. And so the creed emphasizes all of what the Bible teaches in the context of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, let's look at the first of those categories then today. 
The first is, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. A number of things we, we could say about that thought. And one is that this creed presupposes one God. It doesn't say, I, I believe in the God of the Hebrews. He's better than others. No, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. He made all things. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created. God predates creation, and he brought it about without the help of any created thing. God, the Father Almighty. And uh, Father here, uh, we can think about Father in the sense that all th things come from him. Uh, but we can also think God the Father in terms of the relationship within the Trinity. We're told in Colossians 1 that all things were created through the Son and for the Son. Through the Son and for the Son. It's interesting that it doesn't say by the Son. The assumption there is the Father brought about this work through an agent, his Son. And he did it with a purpose, that his son, God the Son, would receive all things. So God the Father is the primary orchestrator of creation and creating all things. He is God the Father Almighty. There's nothing in creation. There's no demon in hell who is equal to this God. God the Father is unparalleled. And he is the creator of heaven and earth. That's the first major thought of the creed. We'll consider the sun next time. And then as we work our way through the sun, that will take several weeks. We'll then come to the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit. Let me just conclude this first video, though, by challenging us to think about the wording of this creed. The wording is, I believe. Now this is a creed that from its very uh, beginning days, uh, which was not with the apostles, but the early church uh, summarized what the apostles had taught them, and that is the apostles' creed. And this creed, since its very early days, was a community creed, that is, the church confessed it. And yet, unlike the Nicene Creed, which begins, we believe, the Apostles' Creed begins, I believe. It's not that one of them is right and the other wrong. We, we as a community of believers, confess, I believe, and we should confess, we believe. Uh, but the emphasis being put here is on the importance of a personal faith. It's not just something we say because everyone else in our faith community says it. It's the thing you do to get into the club. This is to be a profession of each believing person. I believe. There were some who in the early church professed this creed 
and died because they professed it. They said these words, I believe in God the Father Almighty. And they said them knowing they would be some of their last words. That requires a true belief in the words, not just a, an abstract knowledge, not just a, a vague conception that, well, the Bible claims this, but faith. I believe. It's the word in the New Testament that we also could say, I have faith. I believe faith. Faith is more than just head knowledge. It's tied into a relationship, a relationship with God. I believe, I have a faith in his word that he is who he says he is, that he will do the things he says he will do, and therefore a commitment, a commitment to trust his promises, a commitment to remain in this relationship with him in the way that he calls me to be in this relationship with him. I believe. It's not Christians say God the Father Almighty made heaven and earth. Do you believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in his Son, the Lord Jesus, our Lord, and in the Spirit? Do you believe? We confess the Apostles' Creed because we can't every time someone says what do you believe say the bible and quote from genesis 1 through the end of revelation a lot of people throw that answer in your face what do you believe well i believe what the bible says well what does the bible say a million words later we confess the apostles creed because we believe it is the 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 specific roads that you find if you were to study that giant map in more detail. It helps you get to the details you need to get to the essence of what is being taught. And it's not enough to see where that map points. We need to confess it. Scripture tells us this. Just two examples. Second Thessalonians Chapter 2, verse 15, Paul declares, Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught, whether by word or by epistle. And then Romans 10, verse 9, tells us it's not enough to inwardly hold fast, but that real holding fast to what we're taught in the scriptures requires more from us. Romans 10 verse 9, if you confess with your mouth that the Lord, Je the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Christ Church and I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, in his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, 
and in the Holy Spirit. And I hope you do too, or by the end of this series, will do so.